Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Manic Candace podcast, everybody. It's your girl Candace back at it again with another episode. And today we're going to talk about my porn addiction. We'll be listening to City of Evil by Avenged Sevenfold. Let me just scoot on in here. So, y'all, hop on down to the links in the description below. Hop on to the links in the description below. Follow us on Instagram at the Manicandus Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at MDMAQ. I'm having a little ciggy. I love smoking. I just love it. It's going to kill me. Hop onto the Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, email me at info at mdmq.com. And turn this down a little bit. Um, so what can I say? I have a secret. And it's porn. I don't do porn. Not after my ex, you know, put me on Pornhub. I don't do porn. I don't do OnlyFans. Nothing against it. I just can't be on camera. You know what I mean? But my friend's making 100 grand off titty pictures. I just might. I watch porn pretty much every day. I just got done watching porn. I used to watch porn every day, habitually, multiple times a day. And it ruined my mind. It totally ruined my mind. I can't look at anybody normally. I sexualize pretty much everything. My art, my music, the way I dress, the way I do my makeup, it's all sexualized. Like I said, it started when I was eight, but like I have early memories of like walking in on my uncles. Not master I didn't see them masturbate, I just saw them watching it. I never walked on anyone masturbating. Thankfully. I'm having some hot chocolate. My date with Samuel went really well. I'm nervous because I told him I liked him. And I realized that's something you're not supposed to do. I'm new to dating. Very new to dating. And I hope I didn't fuck it up. He told me he likes hanging out with me. And I'm just like, oh, we're friends. He didn't say he liked me, and I'm just like, you don't like me? I'm a little nervous. I'm a lot of nervous because I'm talking about it.
What are we going to do about the whole state of coronavirus? Are we free? Are we are we outside? Are we outside? Meet me outside. Meet me outside. Last year, my porn addiction became a real problem. Um, I was watching. I think the pandemic really amplified it, especially when I was living on my own during the pandemic in 2021. <coughs> I watched it every day. Like I didn't masturbate until I was 18. I didn't know masturbate was a thing I didn't know that it was a thing I didn't know people watch videos to gratify themselves and like when I was eight I had a laptop and I would come home every day and I would go on pornhub.com and I would just look in categories it just it was it's it was a curiosity that became a habit i didn't know it was addictive but like here's the thing some doctors say it's not addictive or like some people some therapists and some regular people they don't think it's a addiction and i i believe it is because you get to a point where you're just like that's all you think about like one time i did it i'm not gonna say where i did it but like i did it in a couple places where I never thought I would do it. There's this notion on how to, um, on, on tabs and edging. And what tabs and edging are is like, let's say you find a video and you're masturbating. But like you stop right before you, you climax and you find another video. I can't trust anyone. I think porn caused me to hook up a lot. Now I can understand. I like that part. I'm embarrassed admitting that I have a porn addiction. It's not that bad. From March to April, I didn't watch anything. I go, I go, now I go periods where I don't watch it because I don't feel like I need to. And I try not to. Um, there are times, I am sexually active right now, but like there are times where I do pleasure myself. And I'll keep the porn very minimal. Um, I don't edge anymore. I don't pull out tabs anymore I don't think it's necessary to like bombard my brain like that sorry I got a phone call when is this gonna stop the whole sorry I got a phone call Jesus Christ I'm going to see Ricky Hill on Wednesday. I'm going to see Ricky Hill on Wednesday. And I'm so excited. I don't know what to wear. 
And I'm so proud of myself that I've been keeping up with my diet. I've been looking good. Like, I know my clothes are going to fit. I have to stop my personal trainer. Um, personal training with Dre because it's too expensive. And it's it's $400. And it's... I need to cut back. I, things are feel, Things feel tight in my budget. And I need to cut back. I'm cooking. I made drumsticks. Chicken drumsticks. Well, what other kind of drumsticks are there, Candace? And I made... Okay, so this is what I did. I took three pieces of turkey bacon and about like three tablespoons of butter. And then I simmered that. And then I got garlic salt, onion powder, pepper... Italian seasoning and I rubbed the drumsticks in it and then once the bacon was like mildly cooked I put the chicken inside the, the pot of bacon and butter and then I simmered it for about 20-25 minutes and then I got a sweet potato and I microwaved it until it was mushy and then I put it in the pot with butter and I put onions in it and then the bacon was still in there it was nice and crispy and then I put avocado in it because I wanted to make it more like a mashed potato. And it came out good. It came out really good. The volume is a lot. So I'll be having it for leftovers for sure. I don't know. Like, I'm experimenting in the kitchen and it feels great. I went to the local smoke shop and I got a battery. I finished my mural. My mural looks great. It's Elvira Hancock, of course. And people seem to be responding to it nicely. Dun, 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 dun. You guys, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, as far as art, I want an art show. But, like, I don't know what to do. Eloy called me the other day, and he was like, Hey, I think it's cool that you're going to have an art show. And I was like, yeah, because I want him to perform at the art show. But, like, I don't know how I'm going to get it together. I haven't found a gallery um, I need to find a gallery. Quick. Help me find a gallery. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at a video or listen to a video about porn addiction from a doctor. And it, it let's, um... Well, fuck it. Let's listen to Joe Rogan on porn addiction. She was 18. It's and the, the only one. I, I try to stay off of pornography, man. That's one of my biggest arch nemesis is <laughs> uh, pornography. What? And that's true. We're listening to Joe Rogan and Theo Vaughn. Pornography. I realize that I'm not alone. 
Um, pornography is one of my biggest secrets. Like I said earlier, it's, it's evasive. It's not something that you should be proud of. It's something that you should hide. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't want to watch porn anymore. I think I'm at a point where, cause I used to be, I used to crave watching it. And I used to crave that feeling of release. And just just that release is... It's not about me trying to fantasize my way into hooking up with certain people. And then what scares me about porn is... The... What scares me about porn is basically... When is enough enough? You know what I mean? Like, you watch one category and you're comfortable there. Let's say you start off in an amateur category. For those of you who never watch porn, amateur is just like regular people. It's not porn stars having sex. It's just regular sex. Normal sex. The type of sex that you would expect to have on your own. And like regular bodies. You get the idea. So basically. You go from that to like hardcore porn. Where it's like big cocks. And like. Girls getting pissed on. And anal sex. And just like girls getting slapped and gagged. And it's just like. My tastes have went from pretty. Well I always. I I feel as early as I could remember. I always liked hardcore porn. And like big cocks. But like, uh, <laughs> um, let's just listen to the rest. Because it just weakens me. It Does just, it? yeah. How so? I put all my sexual, you know, my fantasies and stuff, they're not mine anymore. You know, they live, you know, somebody created them better than my imagination can. And so they live in these, you know, on the internet in these boxes. And it's like. That's really true. Um, I, you become detached and it drains you, like Theo said. You become completely detached from your partner. So, like, let's say you're having sex with someone and you're really attracted to them. You think they're really cute. Sometimes you, sometimes I can't get wet. Sometimes I can't last. Like in the middle of sex, I want to. I like like. In the after thirty seconds, like I want to be done with it, um, not because I'm out of breath, but just because my body is so used to having its gratification in thirty seconds. Um, it's and then sometimes I don't even get aroused even when I want to because I'm on Raylar, which is a antipsychotic, but also because. I'm watching porn all the time. So like how he said these fantasies are created, they are. You Sometimes you don't even know which... It's almost because they recommend videos and, and it's just like... Sometimes I wonder if the close-up shots to tripping videos, which is a lesbian term, I wonder if those close-up shots are done in a way to get me hooked on videos. 
I wonder if I'm actually gay. And if it's not mine, I think, then it's, I don't value it as much or something. And so I think it. That's true. If the fantasies aren't yours, you don't value them as much. Um, Because I have to like be focused on being present. Like when I was hooking up on Tinder this past week, like the first three guys, the first two, no, the first two guys, I wasn't in it. I wasn't in it at all. I was somewhere else. I checked out. Because when the sex doesn't live up to my expectations, I just check out. So before we skedaddle on to Theo Vaughn's philosophy on porn, hop on down to the links in the description below. Follow us on Instagram, please. Uh, the Man Candace Podcast. We need more followers. And follow me on Instagram at MDMAQ. If you'd like to put your ad in the podcast at the beginning, middle, or end, or all three, let's talk rates, let's talk your product, and let's talk discount codes. Email me at info at For all your art needs, commission needs, podcast paint party needs, email me at info at and visit mdmaq.com. So, here we go. It, like, weakens my ability to, like, be able to have sex and, like, be comfortable in that sort of world. And Really? Oh, yeah. Weakens your ability to be comfortable. Like, how so? Well, because I get used to watching the sex and seeing it and not having to, like, be engaged with my actual feelings or anything. So then I see it and I still get all the joys out of it. You know, I'm still out there e-jacking and, you know, (laughs) spraying out naturally. But it's, I don't get any, I don't have any of the feelings attached to it. So then when I am engaging with somebody that I care about or something, it just doesn't calculate for me emotionally as well. That emotion aspect is very true. I, when I was having sex with Samuel yesterday, it was hard for me to connect it was hard for me to get on an emotional level. I it was purely animalistic. It was purely like I tried to be because I like this guy. I think. I I think I think I like him. He's young. He's nineteen. Yes, I like him young. Um, but basically. I was in my head and like I think it's because I was watching too much porn. I wasn't masturbating but like my mind is constantly thinking about sex and that's the symptom of porn addiction is you're constantly thinking about sex. Constantly seeking an arousal. It's 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 you poison yourself. I tainted myself. I'm not the same. I never will be ever since I started masturbating when I was 18. Like, porn has just taken on a new dimension. Because from 8 to 18, I was just watching it. Hmm. Um, And that's not maybe, that's just me. Uh, But it does, it's definitely made it tougher for me over the years. Um, Because I would have a date set up with a nice girl. And next thing you know, I'm walking through the house. And I start thinking about, you know, a little bit of pussy or something. And then some tits or something. I'll even see a fucking... I'll see a pregnant puppy and see those nipples or something. And next thing you know, you're on the internet jerking off. And then you... Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. 
Or like a, you know what I'm saying, anything. <laughs> anything could lead a man to a jack preg- off. A pregnant puppy could make you think or, about human nipples. Is that what you're saying? You're not like getting excited about the puppy. No, no, I don't do anything. I don't, I don't believe in bestiality or anything like that. But I think if you... You but, don't believe it exists? Or, <laughs> oh, I believe it exists, bro. <laughs> they caught a dude near me one time with a lamb. No. Which almost sounds beautiful when you just say right. it. Yeah, the lions lay with the lambs. Yeah. But I don't think... When you say near you, you mean in Hollywood? No, no, no. You mean when you were a kid? In Louisiana, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> they got a lot of people out there. Uh, on those fucking natural-born mushrooms. <laughs> oh, I never told you the end of that. Oh, sorry. So, no, I took that bag of mushrooms to that party. Right. And a bunch of people ate them who'd never had them before. Uh-oh. And then we played a game of hide-and-go-seek, right? I was like... Oh, no. Oh, dude. <laughs> you hide in another dimension. I was like... I'm going to switch gears to Theo Vaughn and Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew does their celebrity rehab. So it's a five-minute clip, so we're going to listen to that. The biggest thing for me and that I notice with our audience and people that call in is uh, is just pornography, just the inability to I, – I don't know if we're even genetically – able to battle how powerful yeah, it is. I agree with you. And I, I think we've grossly underestimated the power. What is that dude's picture up there? Uh, I, was, I was just, we don't have to acknowledge it. I was just showing Theo a relevant video question we have. Okay. Oh, that's cool. But is it pertaining to porn addiction? Uh, masturbation. I think he mentions his porn is yeah, what made him fill off. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. What's up, Theo? Hope you're doing well. I'm Kai from Gold Coast, Australia. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, I wanted to talk to you about your struggle to not touch a little wang. I think there's levels to this porn addiction. For me, it's about satisfying some type of, or pacifying some type of urge. Um, I think that's what he meant to say. Cause like, I don't have a dick and I have a clit that I like to DJ. But it's not about DJing the clit. It's it's about there's something chemically going on that happens after I relieve myself from masturbation, and like, um, I feel like I ple- I feel like I have more pleasure masturbating than I do having regular sex, and that's a problem. I feel like I whack myself too good, if that makes sense. Um, just because I've been having the same struggle. And last night, I woke up from one of those sweet, sweet dreams. And I touched my wang. And normally, that's not that's not too bad of a thing. But this is my 27th day in a row of not doing it. Oh, no, I'm make it to 100. It gets that bad. At my worst, I was masturbating... About 10 times a day. 5 to 10 times a day. That's a lot. That's And like, I, if you calculate all the hours that I watched porn at my worst during the day, it was like 3 hours. The pandemic made my porn addiction worse. I'm telling you. Because previously I tried No Fap November, which is where you, know, you don't fap for all of November. Which is something I think you should encourage amongst your viewers, Fact. and we should probably promote that. We'll look it up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's tough, man. 
It's hard. So just letting you know that I'm, I'm struggling with the fight as well and keep going with it. Gang, man, that's cool. Well, yeah. I, I'm not so sure, you know, uh, it sounds like in a restaurant or something. Instead of... I mean, who knows where he was? He could have been outdoors. He could have been, who knows, looking at children at a park. You oh, never know. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm assuming he wasn't. Um, but, yeah, I think, but he did seem genuine in that. I think he tried yeah. to not masturbate. And, and so he must have identified that as a problem, which is why he was trying to do something about it. And the average person should be looking for balance, right, not absolute abstinence. But if you have a problem where you're hurting yourself or you're affecting your livelihood or your relationships, well, yeah, you got to go through withdrawal. Yeah. You ever heard of circle plans? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the inner, middle, and yeah. outer? Yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. I've, I've gone to SAA, which is Sex Addicts Anonymous, before. Yeah. And... um I think some, a, a lot of our original listeners knew this, but, uh, and yeah, they would have three, three circles and I need to actually get back into it. I'm going to a therapist today, actually. Good for you, man. Um, I just struggle. Yeah. I mean, the masturbation thing for me, when I would eject, when I would ejaculate, I would feel shame. shame. Yeah. And so the, that is true. There's a big part of you. And that's what I'm, that's what I was trying to get at. That's what I'm trying to get at this whole time. There is a deep sense of shame when you come. Because you're just like, oh, again? 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 You have to make yourself come again. And it becomes like a pacifier. It becomes like a little blankie. Like sucking your thumb. That's what I can compare it to. It's like, it's like sucking your thumb. It's like you have to go you have to like relieve yourself it's like taking a long piss it's it's weird but you feel gross after you just feel super gross you know men that have sexual addictions usually had emotional abuse in childhood though you can have sexual abuse too but but emotional abuse is very common uh, antecedent to sexual abuse in men or sexual compulsions of various type and you know we did that show sex addiction mm -hmm. that? And, yeah and, and it was very interesting we some of those people now are doing great i mean you should interview wow. some of them they're, they're that would be fascinating jenny ketchum she's like a social worker now and wow. uh, oh yeah she went back to oh she's a she just had a baby i mean a guy she's amazing and does that inspire you how do you feel when you see that kind of stuff i love it it gets it, what it does it gets me to the next day it's right. like and sometimes what i really like is when they're ones that i had no hope for which because because that always it makes me humble. Like, ugh, there's hope for anybody. Right. This one, I never gave that one a chance, and now he's a psychologist. Like, it's, it's, anything's possible. So, yeah. so uh, although I still will kick, you know, when I'm when I'm running a program, I will kick people out, and I will be very tough on them. That's just what they need right then. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean they can't get well one day. Right. Often, I find that like people who get clean from drugs, which is something I did. I'm I've been clean from Adderall for four months. You guys. Woo! Um, and that's a choice because I could have easily found another doctor to give me Adderall if I needed it that bad. If if I wanted it that bad. Sorry, guys. My neighbor interrupted me rudely. So I have a bone to pick with Kim Kardashian. Side note. Why does your shipping take 10 days? I better call the office and they better have a package. Bitch better have my money. Y'all should know me well enough. Yesterday, while Samuel was on the couch and I was like touching his leg and stuff, I, um, I just realized he's not texting me back as fast, which is fine. 
Sorry, I just, I'm insecure. I like him. Our sex is amazing. Like, he was like, it's amazing. I kind of want to keep it private. Right. So, uh, just like. Oh, what I was trying to say is that I was scared to interact with him. And I, and I think it's because I watched way too much porn and I can't be in the moment. I can't enjoy it. I can't enable them. I can't be part of the problem, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would feel ashamed. I would just feel ashamed, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, if you, if you, the, the shame may be purely psychological. It doesn't mean because you have a sexual compulsion necessarily. It depends on, you know, what was giving you the shame. If there was something legitimately that you didn't want to do, you kept doing. Right. Um, and if it was not just affecting your, affecting your safety and your health, that kind of stuff, that's something to look into. Um, and again, sex addiction, there has to be a period of abstinence. You go through some withdrawal. You put certain things in the inner circle that you cannot do. You put slippery stuff in the next circle and you put healthy stuff in the outer circle. Yeah. And you work with a sponsor on moving things in and out of that. Yeah. Got to scrub your electronic media. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I really do. I, I just got to focus more. I've been doing better than I was like a couple of years ago for sure. Good. And I find if I like am doing something that I value, that I don't even think about um, acting out. So you, know? you fill yourself, right? You're, is, it, is it an emptiness you're trying to, is it like other addictions that can feel an emptiness? I just or? get antsy. Like I'll just get home and I'll just feel like maybe, there was one time I noticed like a girl that I thought was cute, I didn't end up going to talk to her. I have no clue if she was 70 or 22. <laughs> or married, it was kind of far away. Seven yes. kids. I had no idea, but I put her on this weird little pedestal yeah, suddenly yeah. in my head. Yeah. I didn't talk to her at all. I left and went home and then I just felt... Uh, I just felt just worthless. So, so the little pedestal is sort of a love addiction thing, right? Like you elevate somebody, make them perfect. Yeah, you gotta have them. And... She could be horrible. She could have been a man. It wasn't even that clear how far away she was, you know. Perfect. But I had That's put perfect. her in this special place, and I went home, and I just felt defeated. And I was next thing you know, I'm looking at like escorts on the internet. I'm oh, not yeah. getting them, but I'm like yeah. bartering with them. Oh yeah. I haven't gone that far to where I'm trying to find prostitutes to hire. Um, I think in order to get help, I think I need to find a group to talk to. I think I need to find not a group, maybe like a sex addiction anonymous, something online. I think it'd be weird to go in person as a woman. <laughs> um, I hope I didn't ruin things with Samuel. Look at me. I'm so desperate. And, like, I reek of desperation. And I don't want that to happen. I went from a 21-year-old to a 19-year-old. And I'm just like, he's a teenager. Jesus Christ. What am I going to what the What the fuck are you going to do with me, guys? This is Candace with the Man and Candace podcast. Talking about my porn addiction. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, email me at info at For all your art needs, visit mdmayq.com. Follow us on Instagram at instagram.com slash podcast. Also, follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash All the links are in the description below. All the links are in the description below. <laughs> I'm going to Little Debbie's because my cartridge is out. I'm going to get high, damn it. I'm going to get high and pass out, hopefully. Hopefully, it's 11.15 a.m. and I'm done with the day. So, good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening. I bid you adieu. Bye-bye.